You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Tech Fan Podcast number 479. I'm Tim Robertson here in the U.S. and all the way over in England is David Cohen. Hello, David. Hello. Condolences on uh, the death of the Queen. And uh, yep. congratulations now to King Charles. Yeah, that's kind of a weird thing because on the one respect it's like you know the monarch is dead on the new on the other hand you've got a new monarch it's weird to that england after oh what how many since the 50 years more 70 years she was on the throne yeah so you haven't had a king in almost a century yeah that's a that's a long that's weird it's interesting thinking about the amount of stuff that has to change well, your currency, the, for one. They're going to recall yeah. all the currency to put his picture on them. They won't recall it, but no. uh, over, it goes out of time, it, yeah. it goes, goes out of circulation. Once it's used, uh, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and funnily enough, they've just replaced all our paper notes with plastic ones, so they'll last a lot longer now. Yeah, they will. So she'll be around for a bit. Um, all the stamps get changed, because every single stamp in the UK has uh, had the Queen's, pick, Queen's head on it. So those all get changed. Um the post boxes all have the queen currently have the have, have the queen's um, um, emblem on with uh, so those need to be changed as they're as they're replaced there's an awful lot of stuff passports all the passports need to be changed because they have um, they have the queen's uh, name and picture in them so uh, yeah it's an awful lot of stuff that's that's going to happen it, it's a it is a seismic change even though the queen the monarchy in Britain is is ceremonially yeah it's it's effectively ceremonial you actually you know every single act of parliament that gets um, get goes through here has to be signed by the monarch but the reality is that's a ceremonial process the monarch would would not ever turn around and go um no i don't agree with this i'm not going to sign it into law so it is it is ceremonial but it's it's underpinned by an awful lot of convention um and I, as I was talking to about to you just before we start recording, the advantage of that for us is that um, it does act as a break on some of the worst excesses of the politicians. Yeah, the poli- you know that our prime minister um, has an audience with the monarch every week. Uh, the monarch gets red boxes from the government that explains all the workings of government of the day, and the queen was well known for being extremely well informed about what's going on with the government she took a keen interest because she saw it as a duty and so she would talk with the prime minister every week and she was five, 15 prime ministers during her reign um and she would talk about um the matters of the day and she would offer insight and advice and uh things like that so it, and and so the, the monarchy is always there as a kind of a, a break on the worst excesses of politicians. And um, that's reassuring to us because mm-hmm. it just means that perhaps we won't get, hopefully, some of the true craziness we've seen in other parts of the, the world. The populism. Yeah. Yep. Because, you know, the monarch is always there and, and is always there to say, are you sure that's a good idea or what does this mean or that sort of thing. And, and they do that. And the fact that they're apolitical... Um, is kind of an advantage, you know. So let's get into some tech stuff going on. I've got great news. Um, I got a notification. Actually, I did, and I had to go check. But um, my uh, my order has shipped. With the Steam Deck? Yep. And it's supposed to Fantastic. arrive today. It's sitting in Chicago right now. And uh, yeah. it looks like... Uh, I don't know why it's... It shows... That arrived at 4.30 yesterday in Chicago. Yeah. And it says um, it's still on track to be delivered by the end of the day today. It's like... Uh, I don't think it will. I think... Um, I, don't think people, I don't think it's actually in Chicago. Yeah. I think it's been put on a, a... It's somewhere in route here. Yeah, it may not come today, though. The FedEx tracking that um, FedEx is who Valve use is, is notoriously unreliable. Um, well, this is so FedEx's it, website, so... Yeah, I know, but the, it doesn't matter. The The information they have on their website versus what actually happens with the trucks has been found to be adrift quite a lot. Mm. Um, they're using the cheapest FedEx service they can get. Which hey, is David, FedEx don't brand. yuck my yum, okay? So, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm, just, I'm trying to set realistic expectations because I've seen this complaint 
about a million times on the subreddit, right? Where somebody says, well, it's meant to be coming today. And now all of a sudden they say it's not coming because of the weather and it's bright blue sky outside. And that's just FedEx because they're using FedEx ground and FedEx ground is subcontracted. uh, And so things go wrong. And then the guys just put whatever they want on the website to update it. I'm still waiting for my play date, by the way. Oh, my play date arrived. I know. I hate you. I've been... Um, mine yeah. has not, which sucks. It's supposed to ship this quarter, which I think goes yeah. for them goes to the end of this month or next month. Yeah. So I do expect it soon ish, but whatever. Yeah. Um, we do? I'm kind of looking forward to the, uh, steam deck though. I don't steam know what I'm going to is- play on it. Anything you want. Well, I don't use Steam very often. I own maybe... I know I own, like, the GTA games on there. Um, There's there's this... I don't remember what it's called. Horde. Um, It's one of these weird games that... I've been playing it for years. It's really fun. I I, I really enjoy it. Um, And that's probably the first game I'll play, though. So there is a game that everyone's been playing called Vampire Survivors that's meant to be very good. Not got to it myself, um, but that's meant to be quite addicting. Um, the what's the other thing? A Hades that people play. That's also really, really good. That's kind of like a roguelite. Um, and of course, you can play AAA titles on it. So what you might want to do is pick up something you've not played before in, in a Steam sale and try that. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm. I, you know, the thing is though. I don't know if I really should have bought it or not, to be honest. I got the 64 gig version. Yep, same as me. And you can put an SD card in there, right? You can. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll probably. That's the best way of doing it. Yeah, I'll probably put like a one terabyte SD card in there. Uh, I wouldn't put one that big in. No. I certainly won't pay extra for one that big because one of the things that Steam does is it it downloads. uh, shader pre caches oh, okay. uh, for the games you have, right? And, and those will go the rest. on. Uh, and it doesn't stream the rest, but the thing is, those basically allow it to optimize the gameplay and get less stuttering. Now, those will go to the internal drive. And obviously, if you have 500 games installed because you've got a one terabyte drive, one terabyte SD card, then you can fill the internal drive up with with those shader pre caches. Gotcha. Um, and uh, and then then obviously you'll you'll just constantly be deleting and re-downloading ones. So I would I, I've got a two fifty six gig card in mine. Some people I know have five twelve. Um, I would say given what you've just said about you're not probably going to install that many games on it. A two fifty six would be fine for you, yeah. and it's a lot cheaper than a terabyte card. Uh, and um, I think I've got that, some two fifty sixes in my drawer. Actually, there you go. Then so, so that's coming. I'm. L- Kind of looking forward to playing it. You know, I've I've read a lot about it, but not as much as I would have, you know, 10 years ago. Um, I was kind of in a gaming mood yesterday, finally coming out of my funk. And when I say coming out of my funk, I uh, got my third booster for COVID on Friday. Um, mm-hmm. Or I guess you'd say you're my fifth COVID shot. And yep. you, you've got your fifth as well, right? Uh, I've had four. Had I've four got, altogether. I will have I will have one coming up yeah. because they've just just announced everybody over fifty in the UK is going to have one for this autumn. So. Yeah, I got a notification that I can get my booster, and Julie was a little upset because they hadn't authorized the the second booster for her age group yet or the kids. So I got scheduled, and she was a little upset because you know we try to be healthy, and, yep. and she uh, the next day got a notification that she and the kids can now sign up. So. Other than one of them who's getting her shot today, his, he's getting his shot today. Everybody will have at least four boosters in the household, or two boosters yeah. in the household. I've got three. Uh, I also got my flu shot, which I thought was a little early, but they were like, "No, it starts now." So, got that, and consequently, uh, I got home, mowed my lawn and my neighbor's lawn, which is ten times bigger than mine, and kind of wiped me out for that day. And then, of course, the next day after you get booster shots is usually the worst. And yesterday I just felt like crap, but I'm still getting a little bit of the unnecessary out of nowhere heat flash. Yeah. You know, where like all of a sudden your legs feel kind of clammy and your head's a little swimmy. Still getting a little bit of that right now. But other than that, you know, for those out there listening who it'll get a vax, blah, blah, blah. Um, get, get your shots, be a big boy. Yeah. 
what um was it confusion that led you to mow your neighbor's lawn instead of your own or as well as your own no she's up there in age she, she hasn't been able to do it for years and she used to pay people to do it but she can't afford it anymore so julie and the kids have been keeping track of her lawn um it was getting quite long long i i've always mowed ours and then julie and the kids have taken care of hers because right. it's three of them and they take turns mowing and weed whacking and all that and for the last week we've had great weather and i thought julie was going to get to it but they never did they didn't do it at all so and it was kind of ticking me off because it was starting to get to the point where my mower won't cut through it right that i'm gonna have to now i'm gonna have to pay someone to come out and do it yeah and so i just did the whole thing and it was a mistake because I felt like crap afterwards. This was—I uh, was, was going to say—that was the—that uh, was a fatal flaw in your plan. Was the fact you did it after you'd had shots. Well, they say if you're—if you do some strenuous activities, the second day won't be as bad because you really got the blood pumping, uh, and that will help. Um, but who says? Who says that? The guy who gave me the shot. Did did uh, was he a doctor? Yes. He was a natural doctor. He wasn't just some guy. Nope, he was paid. an actual doctor. Okay, all yep. right. I was going to say. Fair enough, then. So shows you doctors don't know anything. No. <laughs> but you know, I really if it, if it was just it was just somebody who's like an intern who knows he's no. been trained to give a shot. I would say don't take their word. No, for I wouldn't. No, he was actually a pretty cool guy. Um, and I've got quite a few doctors who are. In fact, I just sold a forerunner to a doctor, and it turns out we didn't know it at the time. We found out the day he was coming to uh, pick up his new forerunner. That it's actually the sales manager's wife's doctor. All right. Which was, because she was in there for, I don't know why, and she was like, why is Dr. So-and-so here? And I was like, well, he's buying a forerunner. Um, anyways, let's let's get back to the tech stuff. Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to the Steam Deck. I'm looking forward to, kind of looking forward to the play date even more, to be honest with you. So yeah, let me give you a couple of brief impressions because I only I I got back from San Francisco this time last week and um, I just hadn't got to it this week, so I opened mine up last night, um, and it has a really kind of cool feel to it. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel expensive, um, but it feels very well built. Yeah. do you know what I mean? I do. Yeah, the plus plastics the plastic is not particularly high end but it just feels really well put together um i've got to be honest the the crank one of the things of the play date has this crank that comes out the side i for some reason i was expecting it to have kind of a some resistance to it and it doesn't and so that that was kind of disappointing but the crank itself again is exceptionally well built and put together um but the best thing about it and uh, you know you look at this and you think why the hell does anybody bother with e-ink the screen on this thing is phenomenal i took mine out of the box and of course it'd been sat there for a while um and it came from the us so it needed charging so i plugged it into my usb charger i have down in the kitchen that's actually in a corner of the room and it was night time so i had the the lights on not the lights that were close to me that were the ones kind of around the corner where the cooking area is yeah so i was in like in a dim corner of the room and normally anything with a non-backlit screen you just have no chance this i could read perfectly it's so sharp hmm. it's astonishing and again as i well, said you were in you group two right uh yeah yeah i'm in group yeah, three yeah. yeah so you 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 look at it and you just think uh and and for a start because it's you they tell you it's a one bit display it only does black and white you assume everything is going to be just black and white but because it's such high density it does graze fine and it's really responsive so you look at it and you think why on earth does not every single device that doesn't need color use one of these yeah it is phenomenal well, i'm looking forward and as to I say, it. yeah i could see it virtually in the dark you know with just a little bit of light so um you know it, it, it's amazing and yet it's extremely responsive i had a quick play on the first two games that are on it they do this thing where the games download over time um it, it kind of like in a season thing so every week you get a new game <coughs> excuse me um and the first two games on there look look quite fun but the thing is there's already 300 games online that you can sideload onto it that yeah. people have written so there's loads and loads of different I'm looking forward I'm, to it. And my understanding yeah. is the battery's going to last for a phenomenally long time compared yeah. to... Yeah. I ordered mine on 729.21, which isn't shortly... It was just right after you ordered yours, but there was so many yeah. initial orders 
Group two, they're shipping ten to twenty thousand. It says now shipping. In group yeah. three, they're sending twenty to thirty thousand. Uh, it just says twenty twenty two. But then group four is late twenty twenty two. So I don't know what they consider late. I mean, is that December? I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, indeed. I think all of these things, unfortunately, are subject to change. The Steam Deck, for instance, uh, the last couple of months rapidly accelerated the race at which they were making mm-hmm. them. Um, but that again, it's going to depend on suppliers and where they yeah. where they're making them and that sort of thing. So, well, that, uh, you know, the company that's behind the Playdate's a very small company too. So exactly, yeah. I've given them more leeway than I have on the Steam Deck. The Steam Deck. If it wasn't for COVID, I would have had it a long time ago. So, yeah, um, and there's a couple of a couple of other things I've had ordered online for a long time. That in the last few weeks I've cancelled. I've just decided that you know waiting this long for things a couple of hundred dollars or more, uh, and they're not being shipped. And then yeah. if you if you email them and say, you know, how are you doing? Can you give me an idea? And you just don't get responses. Then it's just like just cancel it. So. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. I agree with that. I so yesterday or yeah yeah last night after I got home from work. Because Saturdays are, you know, like a half a day. I was kind of in a gaming mood. And I had watched this. uh, It popped up in YouTube. This little um, trick on how to get high scores in Galaga. Right. And the trick is, for those who, you know, even know what Galaga is, listen to this podcast. uh, On the very first wave, uh, my phone just let me know. Umbrella reminder, 34% chance of rain here, and it's it's raining, so they need to update the 34 to 100%. Um, the first wave, don't kill the last group that comes down at you, and then leave the bottom left-hand side. There's two of them on the bottom left. Don't shoot those two men. Kill all the other ones, but leave those, and then just survive until they stop shooting at you. It sounds like... They still shoot at you. It still makes that sound. Yeah. But then eventually they won't shoot at you and then kill them. And then for the rest of the game, no one ever shoots at you. Yeah. So I tried that about 20 times last night and uh, I couldn't, I couldn't get to it. (laughs) I kept dying. So that just means I suck Uh, at the game. I don't know if it actually works or not, but I'm, I'm bound and determined to try it. (laughs) Yeah. You, you may have been trolled by somebody. And in fact, it doesn't work. And all that happens is you get frustrated. Yeah, it could be. The guy seemed pretty uh, upfront, though. Um, yeah, so, so I did that, and I do. finally put batteries in my Tommy Tronics Pac-Man game. That's the yellow puck one. Yeah. That kind of looks like a Cylon face type of thing. Yeah, I remember it. Big, a big. Uh, it kind of looks like the old uh, airport. Um, ex- uh, yes. Extreme. Yes, exactly. Uh, and it has a big black stripe in it where yep. the uh, yeah, like saying the silent. Yeah, that's the one. I'm gonna turn that off now. Um, I finally put some batteries in it and decided to play it. It may be one of the worst Pac-Man <laughs> games I've ever played. <laughs> so, I, I thought it was broken at first, but no, you can only eat Pac-Man uh, the dots if you go to the left where his mouth is. If you go over the dot from behind, you know, like you go right over a dot it won't eat it so oh, then you, that's what that's what the original arcade game yeah. is exactly like <laughs> it's just awful <laughs> uh, and the the screen flickers and, and i know it's not an error with yeah. the screen because it's, it's fine yeah. but it's yeah. just like wow this is just so bad i the only reason i wanted it i remember seeing it as a kid yeah. And I thought it was the coolest looking Pac-Man game ever. And I could see the screens and it looked a little different. It looked exciting. I was like, I want that. Those vacuum fluorescent displays that you see using those, that, yeah. that basically they're not a bitmap display at all. They, they're they like, they're like um, the Game Boy Watch LCDs. Yes. They have segments that light up that are kind of drawn. And which is presumably why they only drew Pac-Man going one way. Yeah. And so, therefore, that's the only way you can eat. Um, but those displays, I, I kind of miss those. I know they're extremely power-intensive and what have you. Yeah, this thing takes a... four C batteries. and they're yeah. probably, Although it does have uh, a way to plug it in. What's it? And this thing is in, like, perfect condition. I think I talked about yeah. it uh, on the Geeks Pub a while back. The box was almost new-like, still had tape on it. This even still has the warning stickers on it. I mean, it is in pristine mint condition. 
I don't know if it's ever been played. Right. Unfortunately, um, unfortunately the game itself sucks. Severe damage I, will result if incorrect power adapter is used. Yeah. Well, so here's here's my tip for you. Um, not a lot of people know about these, but you can now get on Amazon these shells that you can put AA battery in and will let them fit in either, if you get the right one, either a C or a D cell um, holder. So what you can do is you can put four AA batteries in there in these shells so that they will fit in. Um, and because modern AA batteries have so much more power in them than the, the Cs did back in the day when that was created, you yeah. still get decent battery life. And it means you don't have to go out and buy those big-ass batteries for it. Well, I was thinking um, about just getting an adapter, but here's the thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to pull the batteries out of this because I don't want to leave the batteries in there in case they leak. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm going to put them back in the box and I'll never play it again. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Never. I, I always and, and wanted then, one. I got one. I played it. I might play it a little bit more. You got to have a joystick. You can't have a left, right, up and down D pad that's really far yeah. apart. Quite honestly, yeah. Um, it, it sucks. The thing is nowadays is that if you want to play Pac Man, you can play the original arcade Pac Man on virtually anything. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but it was uh, the physical thing that I wanted. Yeah, of course it was. Of yeah. course it was. Yeah, but um, yeah, the the. the the other problem with getting an AC adapter is the universal law of AC adapters is is it it must be related to the sock thing. You know how you put pairs of socks in the wash and you only get single socks out? Yeah. It's if you buy an AC adapter, no matter how careful you are with it, how close you keep it to the thing it goes with and how you label it, it will always end up in a drawer or a box. I threw away. other AC adapters yes. and you, you can't pair them up again. You will have no idea whatever you do of, of being certain that you're plugging the right AC adapter into the right device. Well, that's what the internet's for. <laughs> um, I, I, I went through my three drawers that are underneath my desk and they were all stuffed with cables and I must've thrown away 50 pounds worth of cables. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Um, if I didn't know what it was for immediately, it got tossed. Yeah. Now there's a couple items that I needed to know that like, this is the one and that's, um, they're both in their own separate cases and bags and they have their cables with them. So those are okay. safe. Everything else is, is USB C USB a, I mean, yeah, I, I, I've got plenty of those. I kept, you know, two or three of each one of those. So I'm fine. I was quite honestly, I was shocked by how many USB-C cables I had. I mean, it's just good Lord. I have a whole bunch of those. Uh, and the problem with USB-C is that it can do various different things. Yes. And yet you have no idea which cable does what. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, is... well, the nice thing is they just came out with a new naming solution for USB-C. Oh, yeah. They have the USB 4 version 2. Yeah. Because that, that settles Rolls it. Rolls off the tongue. You know. What, the, what they also need to do is they, they need to figure out, it doesn't matter what they change the standard to be, and what they, if they don't label the cables, it doesn't bloody matter. Right. <laughs> and that's the problem, um, is that, like, yeah, well, I also the idea have a behind of the USB, when it first came out in, what, the early 2000s, and Apple was like the first company to have anything that used USB-C or USB, which yeah. made a lot of people angry back then. Um, I don't know how many people listening remembers it, but when Apple came out with USB-C on the very first iMac, people were upset because they couldn't use their old keyboards or mouse. You had to use, you couldn't plug in your old printer. Um, yeah. It, it was a big deal. People were, that and, and floppies, which we'll get to in a second as well. Um yeah. It made a lot of people mad, but that was kind of Apple's thing, kind of forward thinking. Like, you know what? We're going to embrace this new standard that's coming. Uh, they did the same yeah, thing they, with Firewire. Um, yeah. They, they've always was, been like that. Uh, and can you imagine nowadays if computers didn't have USB, if they still had the various different, each port, each port function had a different cable. Uh, it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. So USB has been a huge um, step forward over the, the 20, 25 years we've had it. But yeah, the problem at the moment now is that we have one connector that can do everything and yet nobody labels what the cables or the ports can do. So it's really hard to figure out which cable works with um, which device. Um, you know, even, even, as, even with something as simple as charging, because plenty of laptops now have 
USB-C charging on, which is great. But if you plug that into a phone adapter, it won't charge because the phone adapter doesn't have enough power. And there's no way for you to tell just by looking at the laptop exactly how much power it needs. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, my, my solution to that is, is I always buy the highest power USB-C adapters I can get and then it's guaranteed to charge everything exactly but then people worry because people in the not in the know go well hang on a minute I've got if I've got a 100 watt USB-C adapter and I plug that into my phone is it going to burn the phone out and not realizing that yes USB-C, it will it will burn it out don't do it <laughs> USB-C <laughs> deals with that but yep. the thing is yeah I can't you can't really blame somebody uninitiated for not knowing that because we've all been trained over many many years that if you put too much power into a socket it will burn it out were you surprised that you know and we'll get to the whole thing in a minute that apple released a new iphone and it's still lightning were you expecting uh, usb-c i was hoping for usb-c yeah. having you know now having done some travel in the last few weeks i've really come to appreciate the fact that you can charge stuff I, i'm, I'm kind of with you i am yeah. and it's so much yeah. I, I like usb-c way more than I always thought lightning was stupid in that if you're not using the cable, the ends are exposed. Yeah. It's just there, yeah. you know, and I, I never liked that. And that if that cable, at the end of your, like I leave one in my car all the time. Yeah. And heaven forbid, a little bit of liquid somehow gets on that USB lightning cable right there, laying there. And I plug it under yeah. my phone. I just screwed my phone up. Uh, and... I've just been through this because my new car has USB-C ports in for charging, including two in the back that are right there um, for the kids to use for their phones. And they're delighted with that. So I had to buy USB-C to lightning cables, which weren't particularly expensive. But then, yeah, first thing I said to my daughter when she used it, she said, should I leave this plugged in? I said, no, because the the lightning end will get dirty. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's not like I could take a little sandpaper to get the grit off of it. Well, I guess you could. If Good, you but, to, you know, um, isopropyl alcohol is what people recommend. Yes, um, I think that the adapters for from USB C to A is going to be quite popular because most auto cars now, automakers cars right now have the old style USB plugins for both Android and iPhone, and now all the phones are coming out with USB C on the other side. It's like, ugh. so now you need an adapter. So interestingly enough, so when I ordered when when my car was going to be delivered, they actually called me up and said, "Which phone cable would you like?" Yeah, I said, "Said oh, I have an iPhone." So they said, "Right, well, we'll put that in there." And they put a very little, short, high quality USB C to lightning yeah. cable in the car. The thing is, my car has wireless wireless CarPlay, and also wireless charging. So, so you don't need I don't need that cable at yeah. all. But um, you know, it it was it was nice they thought about that. But again, they had to. You know, say, oh, like if it, presumably if I said Android, they'd give me USB-C to USB-C cable. So let's talk about the Apple event that just came out. Um, we get a new, a brand new Apple Watch, a big one, and yeah. uh, then the version 8 of the regular watch. We got the iPhone yeah. 14, which I would say is a minor bump over the 13. Yeah. I Were you expecting more of a significant upgrade for the iPhone 14? I don't think so. I think we are the the product is now so mature um, that it's very difficult for them to do radical things. And and clearly, as as what's been illustrated by what they've done now is is they're trying to push the way they're trying to push their margins up is by pushing people towards the pro phones and putting newer features into the pro phones than they put in the regular phones. So that doesn't surprise me. I I also think it's a very shrewd move to have a larger version of the regular iPhone 14 because I think that's going to be enormously popular. Well, I wouldn't surprise me if that's their big seller because people now really like big phones and um that you know they they're going to they're probably going to sell a ton of those. So I think I think they're probably they they're almost moving to the to come the premium car model where all the best features will come into the pro phones and then they will trickle down of, in the years that follow. And so when you do that transition then obviously you're going to have a year when effectively not very much changes. And the 14 really is, is, is pretty incremental. Yeah. It even has the same processor as last year's phone, um, which, you know, is fine. It, it's not like the last year's phone is, is slow. Even the 12 I was using over the last few weeks was not slow. So um, there's more than enough power there. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think 
It's interesting. This this was a, a, a. I thought the things they put forward in this event, obviously the the things they emphasised, which is the crash detection, and then this um, satellite service they have, um, are obviously they. Those are the sort of things that you can. They're quite good selling points for saying to somebody, if you, they're trying to decide between buying an Android phone or an iPhone, you can say, well, look, it has these. You might never need them, but if you need them, they're really great. Um, so they're quite good. I think they're quite good upsell features while obviously not costing Apple very much at all. Right. Um, because that I, I'd imagine the satellite service, which is technically incredibly cool. Um, Obviously, I would hope that Apple signed a, a contract where they basically say, well, you only charge us for that if we actually use it and hardly ever, <laughs> hardly anyone's ever going to need to use it. Exactly. So, uh, you know, it's probably not going to cost Apple a lot of money. Um, but uh, the, technically, I mean, you know, as I say, it's a, the, both of those features are great demos, don't cost Apple a lot of money. And yet, you know, if you're trying to sell sell a phone to somebody, you can say, well, actually, it's got this, it's got that. Anything to do with personal safety can be quite enticing to some people because you you know it's just a case of well i might never need it but that time i need it i'm really going to need it you know are you interested in the iphone 14 so no my i'm uh my because i get my phone through work yep. and i got a 13 last year so i'm not on the upgrade cycle this year i am um uh right okay so i these the thing is the phones get better every year the cameras get better every year so if you're in the market for a new iphone it's never a bad time to go out and buy the I mean, I, did, I didn't need... I mean, I've got an iPhone um, 12 Pro. Right. And it's great. I love it. But yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of wanted a new one. So I went with the uh, iPhone 14 Pro Max in deep purple, wow. uh, the, 250, or the 256 gigabyte version, which I don't really need, but it was a marginal price increase over the 128 so i was like yeah go ahead so here's here's the thing here's my view on this and and slightly tainted by the oh fact and it cost me an it. extra five bucks a month compared to <laughs> i gotta yeah. trade in so, the, the pro yeah. the, the or yeah. the uh the iphone 12 they're giving me like a grand for it so yeah. i mean so yeah that's that's a pretty good trade-in yeah so here's 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 my view on this and and you know i um caution anybody listening to my advice on this by the fact that i buy a lot of technology i spend a lot of money on gadgets so i'm not don't don't use me as a as an idea of of uh, the uh, you know the best idea in thriftiness and value but what i would say is if you look at all the computing devices you own you know most of us many of us particularly are those of a technical bent may have will have a phone one or two computers, maybe a desktop or a laptop, or, or certainly one computer. Many of us will have a tablet as well. Uh, and then we have, the, you know, so then, then we have a smartwatch and, and various other things as well. If you think about the fact that the phone is the thing you use the most in your in your technical life, it is literally the device that's in your hand most of the day. Yeah. If you can afford it, uh, and they are very affordable now on these contract plans bundled with data and that sort of thing. To me, it makes sense to buy the phone you want because it is literally the thing you're going to be holding and using all the time. So, you know, obviously I appreciate not everybody can afford to do that. And some people don't feel comfortable spending over a thousand dollars on a phone. But for me, you know, when you're buying a laptop, many of us would not blink about saying, well, you've got to spend a thousand dollars plus to get a decent one. It's kind of the same with the phones. You can get very good phones for less than that, but if you are going to be using it all the time and you really count on the features, it's probably worth thinking about. Could you could you afford to splash out and and get the uh, get the one you really want? Because the cameras in that phone you've bought are phenomenal. The screen is phenomenal. It literally is the best phone that that Apple can make. Yeah, I'm supposed um, to get mine on Thursday. Well, it's supposed yeah. to ship on Thursday, which means they probably won't get it to Friday. Yeah. Which is fine. I'd rather get on my day off. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to it, though. I don't know why I went with Deep Purple. They didn't have black this year, which is the one I like. But Right. Well, Deep Purple, if I was going to buy one, I would probably go Deep Purple. Cause yeah. I want to find a, uh, a case that has Prince's name on it. It's purple. Well, yeah. Now, here on cases, one of the things that I've discovered, never used before, recently, is MagSafe. Um I've just never thought about using it, uh, and uh, I don't really like to wirelessly charge my phones because I don't like the fact that they heat up like that, and I worry that it's going to 
They don't heat up hardly at all. I that's that's the only way I charge my phone other than when it's plugged in my car. Well, mine mine charges mine heats up quite a lot. Mm. Um, So uh, that that bothers me. Um, So I normally charge via cable, but I I, uh, on my last trip I started using one of those MagSafe battery packs. Yep. And wow. Yeah. Those those River Game Changer. Yeah, they are. Because amazing. Yeah, they're amazing because they're small. They give you an an extra charge, and yet. The magnets are so tight on the back of the phone. Yeah, it adds a bit of bulk, but the thing is you don't have to worry about it. It's just so much more convenient than having a... Normally, I would have a cable attached with a, a short cable with a, a battery pack hanging off it, but it's so much better. And also, I, I quite got into... I got a very cheap um, MagSafe wallet. I used to put my hotel card in there. Yeah, those always make uh, me a little nervous. I guess if it's just for a hotel card or something like that, fine. But I don't want to. I don't want to use one for credit cards... Or driver's licenses or anything like that. No, no, because, uh, yeah, my view on that is that if you lose the phone, you lose all of those Well, it's not just that. Well. I'm constantly <laughs> at work. My phone is an essential piece of equipment now. It's, yeah. my, it's part of my kit. I scan yeah. cars in for trade-in. Um, I'm constantly taking pictures of stuff like driver's licenses, scanning, excuse me, scanning those in. I'm texting pictures to customers of cars. I'm, I'm, I literally, if I didn't have my phone with me, and I could work without my phone, but yeah. everything would be twice as long. Everything. Yeah. So if I'm constantly pulling it out of my pocket, even though I know that the batteries or the magnets are strong, I would still be very paranoid that that's going to screw something up. Yeah, I, I, I get you. Um, so for me, I, I tend to keep my work access cards in there. So I've always got them with my phone, which means I can't leave them somewhere, which is is useful because there's been many times I've turned up to go in the office, especially out of hours, and then find I haven't got my access cards with me, so I can't get in. The Wall Street <laughs> Journal, I know you. I noticed that you posted this, and you saw firsthand how crappy things are where you live when it comes to Apple Pay. But Apple Pay has really become... I don't want to say the norm, but very, very strong. More and more people use their phone and the watch now for Apple to use Apple Pay uh, than ever before. I can't tell you off the top of my head the last time I needed to use a physical card. And that's because most of the places I go to accept Apple Pay now. And it's just so, you know, I, I, I stop at the gas station. I swipe my wrist over the little reader and done. And that's a yeah. way more secure way of, of paying than those card readers at gas stations, which, you know, people put those capture things on there all the time. Yeah. Um, I, I so, so in Britain, because we, we adopted contactless many years before you did, um, Apple Pay has been ubiquitous here for years. I mean, it really has. Google Pay has now come along and matched it. But for the first few years, it was definitely all Apple Pay. And so I'm very, very used to that. And... Here, it's totally simple. You just literally scan, you're done. Yeah. What I, what I was commenting on um, in my... Uh, oh, you were saying it's my, better at home than it is abroad. It, I better at home? I, I, I couldn't believe it in, in uh, the US. It was terrible. Yeah, it is. Absolutely terrible because every single reader... Take, for a start, it ta- it will take a swipe card, it will take a, a physical card, and it will do the, the contactless. Yeah. Yeah? But every single reader is this massive thing. It normally has a screen on. You can sign things on it. There's a pen there as well. And so I would go and something. I would go. Oh yeah, card, contactless. Okay. And then it, then it, on the screen it would it would then have me press a button to tell. Despite the fact I've told the operator this to tell the unit that I want to do contactless. So you've got to press a button. And then it was like, oh, do you want to round it up for charity? Have you seen this offer? Yes. <laughs> you know? Uh, duh, duh, duh. Uh, well, that's, you I find- think that's a lot of San Francisco, though, because I'm not seeing any of that here. Here, okay. if they well, take, if, and I would say that of all the places I go, 80% of them now take Apple Pay or yeah. Samsung or Google, whatever. Um, I swipe my thing. And sometimes I have to push a button, but many times I don't. And I'm just done. I mean, it's just so right. simple. Well, that's the way it should be. But certainly San Francisco, it was never like that. Um, and it would, it would, there were some transactions that would take me two, three minutes to get through all the stuff. There was even a couple of places where after I'd done the contact list, it had me sign with my finger. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, this is 
dumb. Mm -hmm. Really dumb. You I think know, the problem with San Francisco is there's so much theft. Just it's it's so rampant uh, there that they're really it, pushing. You know, they're they're yeah. making sure every step they can. It was really really bad. In fact, the first first night I was there, I went to Walgreens to buy my traditional ten pack of diet root beer, which I always buy when I go to the states because I can't get it here. Uh, and um, I'm stood in line, and there's this guy in front of me. You know what it's like in downtown San Francisco. All too the guy. Well. He had that homeless look about him. You know, he's wearing the big coat, no matter what the weather and all the stuff. And he looked kind of dirty and, and this sort of thing. He was obviously not um, staying around the corner in the uh, in the Marriott. <laughs> and he had all this stuff, this random collection of stuff he put on the counter. <laughs> and then he tried to play with an American Express gold card of contactless. Yeah. <laughs> of course, it didn't work. Presumably because he'd stolen it. Sure he did. And he, what what I love about the homeless people in San Francisco is is the indignance they have when they get caught. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like I can't believe you. You know, um, I I I was in, uh, funnily enough, the same store a few days later, and I saw somebody you know picking stuff up and sticking it underneath their jacket. Yeah, you told uh, about this on uh, the last Geeks Pub. Yeah, and and I <laughs> mentioned it and a communist and yeah. It's, I'm the communist. I was watching a video on TikTok, yeah. and I believe it was in Portland. And this person is driving down this road. And it seems to be the issue where if there's a large, large tech company there that employs a lot of people, the housing prices get to the point where the people that work there can't afford houses there. Yeah. And so they're driving down this road and it's all of these campers and RVs and, and they're all living on the side of the road and it's just trash everywhere. And it's just like, really, this is what it's come to. These aren't homeless people necessarily. No. They're, they're employed, but they can't afford housing in those areas. And it's like, yeah, okay, look, I get, everybody wants to make money, everybody, including property owners. But Jesus Christ, the rampant greed is getting to the point where, you know, somebody making a decent amount of money working for Google or Microsoft or Amazon can't afford to live where the business is. I mean, come on, what are we doing? It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think many of the systems, you know, the economic systems we use, they, they have an, an inherent assumption that, People want to make money, but they will be uh, moral and they will be ethical. And unfortunately, a lot of people aren't. And uh, that's and where that, the that's government is supposed to step in and protect exactly. the citizens. And, and regulate. they just don't. Yeah. yeah, and they just don't. Yeah. Well, that's, that's you can you could yeah. think here in the U.S. anyways, Reagan, who deregulated so many industries, which led to companies yeah. like Enron. I mean, yeah. Anyways, let's, let's not talk about politics. Uh, let's talk about floppy disks in Japan. What? This was another. <laughs> this one blew Stop. me away. Give me a give me a quick rundown of this one. So, so Japan, as 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 we know, is the home of um, many developments in computing and electronics. They're very very innovative. Um, but the problem appears to be that once some of these technologies uh, arrive in Japanese business and government, then they they stick. Which because just once you've invested in something, nobody comes wants wants to come and invest again. So. Japanese government has a real issue with uh, many, many systems requiring uh, ancient media because they've never been updated. And apparently people have to submit forms and data and things to the Japanese government on things like floppy disk or sometimes on a data mini disk. Uh, and uh, these systems haven't been updated. And, and uh, you know, a Japanese, uh, the Japanese government is now starting to try to tackle this. And the minister is responsible for it was going. Basically, he said this, A, this is ridiculous. He said, B, where the hell do you buy a floppy disk nowadays right. if you're expected to submit a form? You know, so, yeah, they're, they, they're going on a, on a drive to try and um, try and remove this stuff. And you know what? It's going to be. I know from experience. I did some work for the National Archives here in the UK um, about about media format retention, and this is a problem they face all the time. Yeah. Because something is submitted in a on a particular format, and then over time the format goes away. I suppose the advantage the Japanese have got is they've still got lots of computers that can read floppy disks because a lot of places don't have those. And then if they're given a pile of floppy disks with important data on, it's like, well, how do we read this? 
So, but it's going to be difficult to wean people off those things and um, to to transition to different formats. Um, it's always, and you, know. you know, I think in the Western world we think of Japan as being on the cutting edge of technology, and they're really not. <laughs> well, they are on the cutting edge of technology, but like many governments, governments don't move very quickly. Yeah. And governments often will implement systems that then look archaic. I mean, in, in I remember going into the DVLA in the US and thinking, I can't believe how antiquated it was. You know, they used to have, I, I remember going in when I first got my driving license in the US and they were still using typewriters. Yeah. And this was this was in the, the the late 80s, you know. So government departments that don't often spend money and don't want to face the disruption of changing things can often really uh, really struggle. Governments to move, move slow, off this stuff. especially yeah. at a micro level. You know, yeah. We've always done it this way. It works. Why do we have to change? Well, this is what we're going. Yeah. Well, we got to follow all of these rules and regulations, and this thing has to go through the vetting process. And by the time it gets through all of that. What they just approved is five-year-old technology. Well, now yeah. we don't want to do it this way. We don't want USB drives in there. Now we want it to be wireless and just transmit it that way. Well, now you go through the vetting process again. It starts all yeah. over. I will say this about yeah. Michigan where I live. Uh, we don't have what's called, you know, almost everywhere it's a DMV. Mm-hmm. Here it's called the Secretary of State. It's the same right. thing. That's where you go to get your driver's license, plates, and that sort of thing. I can do almost everything now online. And they also yeah. have kiosks at major retailers. So if you want to renew your plates and you don't have access to the internet, you can go to one of these kiosks. You can do it right there. You don't have to go into the place. But if you buy a car and you need actual plates, you still have to go in. So we did that last week for uh, Felix's car. And right. he doesn't have a driver's license yet, but we have a car for him. Um, and, it, and it was a... You have to set an appointment online. You, they will not let you in if you don't. Yeah. And they say, do not arrive early. But half the people arrive really early. So I get there, and there must have been 50 people there. And I'm like, I'm going to be here a long time. My appointment was at 930. I walked in the door at 925. And there must yeah. have been 50 people sitting in chairs. And there's a line of about eight people. And I'm like, oh, this is going to suck. It's just going to suck. So I tell the person, kind of like a receptionist, which she asks, do you have an appointment? I said, yes. What's your appointment time? 9.30. She asks my name. I give her my name. And she goes, go stand in the line. So all the people sitting in chairs got there way before their appointment and just had to sit there until it's their time to get in line. So I was there for maybe 10 minutes. It was awesome. Right. Yeah. And I had printed out everything that the lady needed for the plate. I already did the plate fee calculator and printed it. I had my uh, title. I had my, the, technically the car's mine. It's in my name. Yeah. Um, it was real simple, but I wanted a custom plate. And I've been thinking about it for a long time. And I did that online and my plate came this week. Do you see the post? Yeah. I saw, that, yeah. I, I saw the post you did. Yeah. So, uh, so you now have a car marked my Mac. Yep. yep. And fun, fun, funnily enough, I, I told my kids about this. They got a kick out of this. I, um, I met Owen last week, Owen Rubin. Yep. Uh, and, you met um, with. It's not like you met him for the first time. Okay, yeah, we invented the language, so uh, I'll I'll use my usage. Thank you. No, no, you met with. <laughs> if you just say I met Owen Rubin, that that implies that you never met him before in person, which I know you have. Okay, all right. Thanks for that. Anything else, or can I move on with the story? No, we're going to stick with this. <laughs> we need clarity here, David. I met we up. We don't want with, ambiguity. <laughs> I met up with Owen. There you go. Yeah, uh, and he meets me in the. She car didn't park meet park. down with him. He meets me in the <laughs> car park of the station, and he has a custom plate on his car, MJ Havoc. Yep. Which is very cool because he created the game Major Havoc for Atari back in the day. Yep, that is awesome. So uh, it is awesome. Yeah. That is really cool. And, of course, I made yeah. my Mac, so that's what I want. I almost went yeah. tech fan, to be honest with you. I, it was mm-hmm. it was not as easy as you might think. Geek's Pub is too long right. for a license plate. Yeah. Um, but I, I, Rick Stringer, uh, who was on Geek's uh, Geeky Show ever way back in the day in the My Mac podcast with us a few times, um, said he was surprised it took me that long. And 
I've been thinking about getting a custom plate for probably a decade now. Yeah. Uh, and it really came down to, I, I kept capitulating between, I thought tech fan would look cooler mm-hmm. and my Mac is kind of like, I don't want people to think I'm like, I want a McDonald's Big Mac or something Yeah. or the Mackinac bridge or, you know, but I, it finally came down to is I started my Mac in 95 and I started tech fan in 2010. Yeah. So I think 15 years more history. Yeah, I should go I, with that I think, one. I think you should get the plates on Julie's car changed to tech fan then. No, hers is a vinyl. All right. Yep, that was a Christmas she, present last year. Because she likes she likes doing the cricket. Yeah, everyone thinks that she's into records or something though, but that's yeah. okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's cool see, because see she, here, here we can't do custom plates like that. You have to follow a very rigid format. Yeah, it's, I know. It's I've really heard. really hard. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the custom plate thing. There's a friend that I follow on uh, Facebook. Well, we're friends on Facebook. Actually, she's re- related to me, but that is one of her things. If she sees a custom plate in public, she'll take a picture of it and post it on, on uh, Facebook. Well, and, that's not good for SecOps, is it? Well, I mean, then people a, know where you are. Well, she's not I, tagging I locations. To, I used to have, um, uh, well, I still have a cousin. Uh, I had a cousin who had a, a car that he was given to him by his employer. Um, to drive something it wasn't really an official company car but they let him use the car uh, and it had a custom plate on it that said HEN2 so presumably I mean to get plates like that in the UK as I say because of these rules is very rare and those are very expensive I'd imagine that was quite an expensive plate Yeah. and when he first got it he kind of thought oh yeah it's cool I've got a custom plate he came to hate it Did he? because everybody well everybody always knew where he was Yeah. because somebody would say oh I saw your car parts up here so um, and he and he just he couldn't wait to get rid of it because people were constantly telling him oh I saw you there were you out for dinner were you doing this he felt like he had much less privacy because people could identify his car anywhere yeah I thought about Julie making me a uh, in the same yellow color as the letters on my plate. Yeah. Dot com to put it at the end, uh, actually on the vehicle itself, so it looks like yeah. mymac.com, But there's just not enough room there to make it look good. And yeah. I wouldn't want them to be the same size as the plate letters because that would be huge. But I don't know. I still might do it. We'll see. Yep. With that, I think we're going to wrap up this episode of Tech Fan. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Next week, we'll be doing the Geeks Pub. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about on the Geeks Pub. <laughs> I was going to say, we're, we're kind of an embarrassment of riches for yeah, uh, Marvel the just, Geeks Pub next week. Yeah, Marvel just released Everything's a bunch of trailers and some video games. And hopefully, I'll have the new uh, video game system to talk about as well. Um, it's just an abundance of riches when it comes to uh, the content for that show. So I look forward to doing that with you next week, David. We'd love to get feedback from the listeners. That's you guys. Uh, Simply send an email, theshow at techfanpodcast.com. You can always find us on Twitter as well as Facebook under TechFan. And uh, we, you know, really really do appreciate you guys listening. Love to get more feedback. We're not getting a lot of feedback lately. Uh, We don't really push it hard or anything like some shows do to, to solicit the feedback, but when you send it in, we really do appreciate it. We really do. And it could be yeah. on any subject. It doesn't have to be what we've talked about or what you think we're going to talk about. Uh, let us know what you think of the show. Let us, yeah. let us know your thoughts. Ask us a question. Yeah. Uh, you know, on something that's been driving you mad. Do we think, what do we think about this? Uh, I enjoyed that. Whatever, whatever you want. Absolutely. We'll riff on it for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you next week, David. See you then. <laughs>